Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good, yeah. Good? Not too bad. Staying warm out there? Yeah, it's, uh, try not to be outside for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I have not gotten, I went skiing on Monday. But after that... It was pretty nice on Monday. Monday wasn't too bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's been mostly in, indoors as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it was like negative 30 wind chill this morning. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't want to go outside today. Yeah. I think I... Uh, I don't remember what... I didn't look this morning, but yesterday morning, I noticed in my garage it was 16 degrees, according to my car. By the time we got down to Holy Family, it was negative 5 or something. So, like 20 degree difference. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. The, these are the mornings where I wish I had a garage. So. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, even though you know, yeah, uh, it's cold on it's cold outside, but uh, starting to heat up inside. <laughs> so that's a bad transition, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, we have uh, a couple big things coming up on the horizon. Things that we've been working on for a while. I'm pretty excited about them. Uh, one of those is being, uh, the parish mission mm-hmm. that we have, uh, that starts, um, really ju- when Lent ha- starts. So there's Ash Wednesday and then that Thursday is when the parish mission will start. It'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we're having a, a priest come up, a priest, uh, a friend of yours, right? Yeah. We went to seminary together. So he works at the seminary down in St. Paul now. So he's from Juliet. Illinois, and he did focus for a while, and so yeah, he's got a lot of good experiences, and he's a good cribbage player. He and I used to play a lot of cribbage. So. Okay, nice. That's mostly why I wanted him to come so we could play cribbage again. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so for that, um, uh, if you want some more information, uh, well, you should have got a postcard mm-hmm. last little, week. A little schedule and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there also is some information on the website, yeah. and you can go and you can actually RSVP. Uh, um, we'll have childcare there, so um, we just ask that if you are going to utilize the childcare, that you can RSVP how many uh, kids that you need childcare for, so then we know how many people to um, to have working. Yeah. Um, and then also you can RSVP so that we can um, just know generally like food and snacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you might not get any food or snacks, and that'd be sad. That would be sad. It would yeah. be tragic. Because <laughs> after fasting on Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. you're gonna be hungry. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Very much so. Uh, another thing that we have going on is we have uh, small groups starting up. Small groups. So mm-hmm. that will be starting up around around the same t- same time, kind of right after right after Lent begins, uh, and we're really kind of starting to talk about it more and market it more. I know, Father, you've talked about it a little bit during your homilies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming weekend, we're going to have a bulletin insert, and uh, we'll have you know a bunch of stuff out there. So um, so everyone should know like what's going on and generally the idea for it. Mm-hmm. Um, How to sign up. And all yeah, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we'll have some sign-ups um, either online or just, I guess, still online, but in person after mass um, over the next couple of weeks, starting next weekend. 
right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the 12th, 13th. The, the 12th, 13th. Yeah. So. so people will be there with their laptops so you can sign up that way or else you can just go online yourself and, and mm-hmm. sign up. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that's kind of the, um, that's kind of what's coming up on the horizon. Uh, the, the St. Lawrence sanctuary renovation project is at least phase one is almost, almost complete. Yeah. I think they're going to be sanding and they've been mudding this week and now they're sanding and they're going to prime, I think, and paint one section and just prime the front because we're not quite sure on the color scheme yet, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I can go in there every couple of days to see see the mm-hmm. progression. I'm like, yeah, it definitely looks different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it'll be interesting. One person said to me, "I didn't notice anything different," <laughs> and I was like, "Really? <laughs> that's not that's not a good thing." Okay, I don't know how closely they looked, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was a big like where that Mary shrine was before the. It's like that whole thing is gone. Like. I don't know. Yeah, anything the, like different. colors are off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can tell some of the boards were down. Like, really, you didn't notice anything? Okay. I guess probably doesn't matter what's up there for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, great. Well, so today we're going to talk about a couple things. One, uh, the presentation, um, which was the feast for um, yesterday, which was Wednesday. Um, February 2nd. And uh, so we're going to dive into that a little bit, talk about some just the historical purpose, but then also um, what that kind of means for us today. And then some of the liturgical um, nuances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so just we're, we're talking about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about St. Blaise and uh, the blessing of throats. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, dive into some of that stuff. Um, before we do that, Father, would you open us in a prayer? Sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Lord, we ask your blessing on our time today. We thank you for the opportunity we have to chat about these things. We pray that you would bless our parishioners and their intentions and their needs. And we ask all this as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, so yeah, we have the uh, the presentation of the Lord. Feast day was uh, February second, mm-hmm. uh, which has kind of multiple meanings mm-hmm. a little bit, especially like it used to be a little bit different of a feast. Um, Back in the back in the day, back in the day, because mm-hmm. um, so it used to be the. I guess we can start there. Where it used to be the, the purification. purification of Mary mm-hmm. was the feast, and then it has transitioned to be the presentation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's still kind of celebrating the same thing. Yeah, which was when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple, um, to w- w- which was kind of like a a very as a Jewish tradition, right? Mm-hmm. So, so 40 days after the child was born mm-hmm. to um, bring the child to present him before the Lord, him or her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a, a male, then you had to offer a sacrifice kind of going from the law of Moses and so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Is that when they would be circumcised also? Or was is that before? That, that's different. I think okay. that's sooner. I think. Maybe they waited forty days. That seems like a long time to yeah, wait. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> I I'd not have, sure, I'd have to look look at that. But yeah. um, 
regardless. Regardless. <laughs> 40 days purification. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned before that, you know, that that is kind of the um, afterbirth in the Jewish culture, religion. Um, women needed to wait 40 days before they could go back to the temple or whatever. And that was a purification. And that's why it was called Feast of the Purification of Mary. So, um, so that's kind of why it was tradition, I think, to go at that mm-hmm. time to the temple because that's like the first opportunity they would have had to go back. Yeah. Um, so, which when I was looking into that, I also saw that it was like anyone who had brushed against mystery, so meaning like birth or death, hmm. they were like. Excluded from Jewish worship for yeah. 40 days. Yeah. And there was lots of things that would make you unclean. It wasn't just like uh, there's something to do with blood. I forget like it, if you had come in contact with a sick person or a person with like, uh, what do you call it? Like welts or not welts, but um, pussy, nasty things on, on their skin. Yeah. Like you couldn't. You're unclean or ritually unclean. So mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily well, mean you did anything. It's just yeah. ritually you were unclean. And like, that was kind of part of like even with like the like the lepers they leprosy, had mm-hmm. they had to mm-hmm. um, do like what was prescribed by Moses so mm-hmm. that before they could return. Right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. so there was plenty plenty of things with but like also just kind of just like I think first glance reading it and be like once a woman had a baby she was marked unclean is like oh that's not that's not that's not great. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Seems a little <laughs> unkind, ungenerous, yeah. but uh, yeah. But but that was just part of the tradition, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure um, there was more to it that we don't fully understand in our modern times. But maybe it's something like give the woman a chance to recover from mm-hmm. pregnancy and all that, so that she doesn't feel obligated to go to the temple or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, because also the like worship for the like. Jewish tradition back 2,000 years is very different than us just like coming to mass, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's also not apples to apples there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going to sacrifice the animals versus just sitting in a pew—it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, so yeah, that, that was something that 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 um, this feast is kind of switched and, and transitioned to more of a focus on Jesus and being presented mm-hmm. uh, at the temple. Um, which, uh, which one of the big things that comes from this is the uh, procession with the candles and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we can talk about that a little bit, which is uh, has kind of come to known like the candle mass or mm-hmm. candlemas. I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know if it's candle mass or just candlemas. You got me too. I, okay. I was I've I've puzzled over that over the years. Okay, that's embarrassing to say as a priest. I don't know, but I think. It, I was trying to figure out, like, does that just mean that we have candles and that's why it's called, or is it some other fancy term? But I think it basically has to deal with the candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that became a thing, kind of like the presentation. It's like Jesus is the light. He's coming into the temple. So it's kind of like his first time entering the temple. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this idea of um, Jesus is coming into the temple and his presence is coming to the temple. So there's a you know, uh, when Babylon conquered Jerusalem and the temple was destroyed and all that, uh, even before that, God's presence left the temple because they were sinning so badly and so forth. So they, people of Israel, sort of had this idea of like, 
you know, back then we sinned against God, and so we're looking for the God's presence to come back in the temple. So they rebuilt the temple, and some there would probably be differences of opinion, but some would say, yes, God was with us or he wasn't with us. But Jesus is entering into the temple. is kind of this symbolic thing of Jesus' presence, his light coming into the temple. So that's kind of the deal with the candles. And so we kind of re-echo that when we we uh, process into the church with candles. And we bless candles on that day because there's an extra, like, little prayer for blessing of candles. And so people sometimes bring candles to be blessed, or what's more typical is we just bless the candles that we use at church um, on that day. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And there's there's another aspect of this feast, too, that... um, which is the, uh, I guess, prophet. I don't. I, I don't know if he's a prophet, but Simeon. Yep, Simeon the prophet, um, Anna, and uh, prophetess. Yeah, yeah. So, so they they both have a role in this story as well, because so Simeon was told uh, by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before like the Lord came, mm-hmm. and um, and so when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus into the temple, like. Simeon, like, like I don't know. I I like imagine just him being like possessed by the Holy Spirit and having like a, just like saying the like canticle of Simeon or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know, I, I I don't know how uh, prophets work, but um, but but there's just this uh, yeah. So so he goes on to say this. Um, I mean, it's not like a prophecy, but it's more of just like I guess the prophecy being fulfilled mm-hmm. that the Lord spoke to Simeon. Um, but this canticle has become pretty widely used in the church, yeah. um, and specifically within uh, in, in night prayer. Night prayer. Right? Every, every night prayer, we conclude the night prayer. Well, right before we conclude, we we say the canticle of uh, Simeon. So it's a short prayer. Yeah, I uh, Lord, I have it here. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people. A light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. So it's a short thing, but then he also prophesies to Mary, yeah. and that's not part of the canticle, where he says, a sword will pierce your heart, and uh, this child is destined for the rise and fall of many in Israel, and so forth. So these, these, there are these things that he prophesies, and that, that do come true. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a, the whole thing is kind of a, an interesting little encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was kind of chuckling to myself, because I was just thinking this old guy comes up and grabs your baby, and he's like, oh! wonderful here it is here he is yeah and you're kind of like well who are you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just picturing the the scene but i'm sure mary and joseph were gracious but you know mm-hmm. these days if somebody just grabbed your baby out of your arms yeah it was, it was like oh here's the savior of the lord by the way you're gonna suffer yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the sword's gonna pierce your heart uh thanks <laughs> yeah like you know i could just say like man he's he's kind of a wacko right? yeah, yeah um but it all came true yeah yeah and and, and even like in the canticle, he says, like, uh, like my own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared uh, in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations, which kind mm-hmm. of connects to the candle yeah. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, the light entering uh, entering into the temple and, like, being revealed to the nations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, you kind of wonder if he just went off after that and said, now I'm, now I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The day yeah. has come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that is kind of interesting, too. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go find some place to go yeah. die. But, um, but like, that would have been to be weird for, like, Mary and Joseph, too. And specifically Mary, because she's the one 
specifically that Simeon like mm-hmm. prophesies that like you're going a sword is going to pierce your heart like like I mean I don't even if somebody told me that I'd be like I don't even know what that means yeah. like that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't sound very nice yeah. though yeah I mean somebody gonna stab me or yeah what's yeah. gonna happen here yeah yeah no it's it's mysterious but uh, you know she ponders it and um, in her way is able to embrace it and we recognize now the piercing of her heart is when Jesus's heart is pierced with the spear with the lance um, at the crucifixion not only by the physical piercing of his heart but also just the whole experience of watching her son suffer so mm-hmm. it's uh, both a sort of a spiritual piercing as well as a physical piercing in as much as her own heart was so united to Christ that when his heart was pierced her heart as well was pierced so um, yeah it's a it's an interesting experience that they that they went through this whole uh, presentation, and uh, you know Anna too, the prophetess, is there, and she's also been kind of waiting. Like she, I, we don't, we only meet these two characters this one time, mm-hmm. and they, we don't get a lot of background, but you know she was married for seven years and then lived for like a long time after her husband. But it says she, she remained in the temple night and day fasting and praying and, and so forth. So it's like, Oh, she's like the, one of the first religious, you know, in a sense. I mean, kind of had this, this role of praying and fasting for the people of, of God and waiting for the savior. And she too on this day is like, here, here it is. We're finally there. So you can kind of imagine like, Maybe people were like, "You've been here all the time, all these years, and this is the day you've been waiting for." Like, why didn't you just come today? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. You know. But there's something about their characters that helps us understand uh, both waiting in our own lives and um, prophecy and all these things and how God works in His mysterious ways. But they're kind of like a sign to us of something about ourselves that maybe we need to understand more. So it's interesting. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's, it's interesting you bring up like the, the idea of like them just waiting for a very long time and, and not getting like sour or like <laughs> doubtful. Yeah. They both seem know? like really joyful people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from the little we know, they just seem like they're really on fire with God and simple, but joyful people mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, i think i mean imagine like being told like all right just which i mean many of us have probably been told at some point but just like all right just wait now just like stay where you are and just wait until keep doing what you're doing like just wait until uh this certain thing happens I'm like all right well <laughs> <laughs> uh but just like yeah how do we how do we wait you know wait well that's mm-hmm. something that um I think, yeah, it's just kind of interesting for everyone because it's like, oh, there's many times where we're like, all right, I'm just waiting for the next thing. In my life, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, how do, we, how do we do that Do that well? And you look at Simeon and Anna and just like, all right, this is just just showing up every day and mm-hmm. just praying, fasting. and A model for us to follow. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and yeah, just it's it's interesting. We don't hear again about them, but... Um, Luke writes about them so that 
we can know about them. Like this interesting, yeah, I'm assuming that tradition comes from Mary herself and what she experienced. So she must have talked to somebody, one of the apostles or something, and it got handed on to Luke. Luke was, uh, he worked with Paul. And so Paul didn't know Mary super well, but probably met her. Um, but, you know, it must have been a commonly held tradition of these things and they were kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Luke says in the beginning of his gospel, he writes these things after careful in, uh, investigation of all the historical events, et cetera, et cetera. And it's to help us believe. So he puts these two people in the gospel to help us learn something. And they're not, the, they're not just like the little flowers on the wall that say, oh, make this little section more interesting. It's like, no, they were there, put there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, help us understand that sometimes, like you said, waiting is part of our lot in life and expectation uh, is part of our lot in life. And sometimes we're going to wait a long time and that's okay. The God's hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't, uh, he's not punishing us and saying, well, I'm just going to delay and delay, delay. No, there's a purpose in it all. So sometimes that's a little mysterious for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, transition to the, uh, the other feast yeah. that is happening uh, this week is uh, the Feast of St. Blaise. Yeah. And uh, who who is well known probably just because of his feast day. Yeah. Which is uh, because of the blessing of the throats, mm-hmm. which is a tradition that has uh, kind of uh, become attributed to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that, yeah, has, has is fairly popular in, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the modern church. So. It's probably not something he did like, like we do it now, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's become associated with him because he's uh, the patron of like throat illnesses of the throat. So yeah, which is a very specific niche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which 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 that's kind of like attributed because like he was a a pretty early saint. So he lived in the fourth century, and um, from what we know about him is that he was a physician before he became a bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, you know, now that, now that I think about it, that's probably a kind of interesting, like, life journey, even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like St. Luke. Yeah. They say that he was a physician as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, was, I was thinking about that a couple of days ago, actually. Was like, oh, that's probably, like, back then, physician probably wasn't as, like, big of a job as it is today. Or, or yeah. like, maybe it's not as uh, highly regarded. Yeah, it was more like an art yeah. Like, oh, uh, you're a physician. Can you help us? No, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't have anesthesia for that. No. Oh, you want us to chop off your arm? Great. We can do that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> kind of limited tools, you know. Mm-hmm. But maybe they knew a lot more than I give them credit for. So. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, you know, that's something we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as the kind of the story goes is that he um, miraculously cured this boy um who had a yeah a fish, fish bone in his throat, um, which, which th- th- this is one of those things where it's like oh you know maybe it happened the way that the legend says it did, maybe it didn't yeah and it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't really matter yeah the church offers a blessing yeah. in the name of Saint Blaise <laughs> on this day yeah and it's kind of like a 
it's like, well, you can get it. You don't have to. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little thing we offer. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, which, which, uh, uh, which now like the blessing has kind of, uh, like it, it, from, from what we could find, the blessing originated like in like the 1600s. Yeah. In its current form. Yeah. And it, yeah. And the way that it's, it's currently, yeah. Like practiced and, um, and so probably around the council of Trent or right after that or something. So that's pretty late, you know? Yeah. Quite a, quite a distance uh, between 1200 years later his life and when the blessing became what it is but nonetheless you know he was known all those years as the patron of you know throat illnesses and so forth and so kind of made sense maybe there was something going on at the time that said mm-hmm. hey we're going to invoke this guy cuz there's something called I don't know if you saw this with the holy helpers it was kind of a thing there were a number of holy helpers throughout the Middle Ages that kind of became people go to saints for different things, um, and he was one of those. So, and they were invoked against all kinds of things, plague and um, you know, famine and different things. So yeah, and like I don't know, maybe it could be something like like now if the church is like, oh, we're gonna make this certain like saint the corona the, yeah 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 <laughs> like the the like go-to for like kind of coronavirus or something mm-hmm. and it's just like taking something very specific from our time and age and mm-hmm. like attributing it or connecting it to someone who has like who has a connection but it's not like they necessarily lived or worked in this specific right. time period right right i mean that's that's the beauty of knowing that the saints are alive in heaven is that we're not disconnected from them. They can still be connected to us. And so something like this connection with St. Blaise is, there's nothing wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a legend or whether he had nothing to do with fish bones or whatever, like mm-hmm. like he's a saint in heaven, he's a martyr for the faith, and so we can ask his intercession and we can invoke his name specifically for this thing as the patron of diseases of the throat, just like we would for... St. Anthony for lost things or yeah. St. Francis for, you know, animals or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important thing that you bring up too, is that like he, he was a martyr. And so I think at least for me, I can easily just be like, Oh, there's like St. Blaise and he had this whole like fishbone thing. It's like, yeah. Uh, and kind of like almost discount it and be like, Oh, it's not like whatever. That sounds weird. But then be like, Oh no, he was like a martyr. He was like, his faith was tried and, found you know found worthy right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh so it's not like he's just uh like a no one who right. like we just like don't know that much about yeah. i mean we don't know a ton about him but what we do know is that he uh was a bishop and he was martyred for his faith and right. so that like that's not nothing right 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 yeah. so it's not nothing to be uh what's the word nothing to be uh ashamed of or something that's not happened. It's, it's, it, there's something there to be valued. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, the, the blessing that, uh, we get for, um, through St. Blaise, uh, is something yeah. that, my stomach um, is like growling a lot. I don't <laughs> know if you're hearing that, people. Sorry if you're hearing that. But. Yeah. We gotta, we, we gotta <laughs> finish this so you can go get some breakfast. Um, but um but yeah so this this blessing we're going to 
have uh, this weekend, correct? Yeah, we'll offer it after the masses, or maybe even before. If I have nothing to do before mass to get set up or whatever, I might just sure. stand around with the candles, and anybody who wants to can get blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, and it's kind of just like I mean, it's not specifically like a throat thing now, right? But it's kind of just yeah. like, hey, if you're sick or if you want protection from sickness or anything through, through the intercession of Saint Blaise, Bishop yeah. and Martyr, may God deliver you from every disease of the throat. And every other illness, and then even Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So it's it's go. invoking his prayers for all these things. But yeah, so people should feel free to get it, or if they're like, nah, that's fine too. Hey, if it gets me, it gets me, right? Yeah, yeah. So those those dang throat illnesses. Yeah, I I have not gotten a throat illness for quite some time. I can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I am curious. Maybe, maybe I'll look into a. <laughs> that is, uh, <laughs> Father just put 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 the microphone up to his stomach. So if you heard a w- weird uh, gurgling noise, that was his stomach. <laughs> that was my stomach. <laughs> uh, this is getting bad. Uh, all right. Well, with that, I think we'll probably end here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So yeah, you can uh, take this uh, this information of Saint Blaise, and then um, even the. The presentation, which I kind of found all the, a lot of kind of back information, backstory information, very interesting. So mm-hmm. um, you can take this and kind of uh, um, use it as you see fit. And uh, and yeah, and when it comes to this weekend, if you want to get a, a blessing, go for it. Go for it, yeah. So, um, so yeah, thank you everyone for, for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And um, we're going to get Father Eli some food, so we'll talk to you later. <laughs>